Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Beyond the Mat podcast, hosted by Emmanuel Clauser and Jared Rowan. A space for you to transcend your yoga beyond your mat and into your life. Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of Beyond the Mat podcast. We're thrilled to be here with you again. Um, For this first episode, we decided to pick a topic of sharing, which also can be giving, right? Giving and Mm -hmm. sharing. And we wanted to share with you, just to get started, a very short reading by the poet Afiz that inspired us to get started really not only with this episode, with the podcast overall as a passion project. And it goes like this. The small woman builds cages for everyone she knows, while the sage, who has to duck her head when the moon is low, keeps dropping keys all night long for the beautiful, rowdy prisoners. So we thought, what a beautiful way to get started, because through the practice and the teachings of yoga, we both have found things that became really meaningful to us in our life. And if you find something that gives you meaning, that gives you purpose or a comfort, then what better thing to do than to share it with people? That was kind of what we what we thought with this idea and this when Jared brought this poem to me, I thought it was uh, related perfectly. So we wanted to uh, to get started with that. For you, what does it mean? For me, I th- it reminds me of learning from people and then giving what I learned to other people. So passing along bits of, if we look at it from like just the standpoint of navigating life and the challenges of life. Like if somebody tells me this works for my anxiety, let's just say that, then I'm like, let me apply this, see if it works. And if it works for me, then giving it to someone else. If we look at it as like yoga knowledge, which we sometimes do and we'll kind of go back and forth on the podcast to, you know, how it relates to yoga, how it relates to life in yoga. It's kind of like you might learn a new pose or a new sequence. And maybe you, the act of giving is in the class. Mm-hmm. And maybe you take the class or I take your class. And then I'm like, you know what? I love that. Let me take Emmanuel's key, which if it says, and mm-hmm. apply it to my class, give it to my students and so on and so on. So it can be, it can be as base level as an experience getting through a struggle that you learn something, you give that insight to someone else that hopefully they can apply to their own life. Yeah. Or it can be in, in yoga terms, what we do so often. And it's such a beautiful metaphor, I feel like, if you think about it in terms of keys, because sometimes we can feel so stuck or, like, confined in our life or in a situation. And if you kind of picture that someone comes along and gives you a key to a door that opens up possibilities in front of you, um, I think that's a great image. Right. And sometimes we live in a society, unfortunately, where people like to hoard keys. So they learn something and they don't want to give it to someone else because maybe that person will have a leg up on the competition. And that's something we really want. This made me think of, there is a quote, I I think by Sri Swami Satyananda Saraswati that says to love, to give, um, to serve. Yeah. And I feel like that's a good reminder. We're not in competition. Like we should be able to give and 
and enjoy the fruits of each other's labor. Like, it shouldn't be, this is mine, look what I did, and now it's mine. Right. Like, I'm going to, like, you know, I'm going to create the harvest just for me. Um, so that's why I love this key analogy, because I think it's, you know, Hafiz is using the prisoners as lowly people, right? Like, they're mm-hmm. not, when really the metaphor is, no, 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 that's everybody. Right. Like, why don't you want everyone to, to lessen suffering? Don't you want, which is so, like, what yoga, what, what, Dharma talk, all that is about, right? Yeah, is encouraging us to to be kind and to share, absolutely. And I think, you know, that does happen quite a bit where people just will hoard their knowledge. Yes. And and think there's only right one pie and I can only have this piece of the pie. And if I share with someone, that means there's less for me, which is not true. I think it was maybe in Glennon Doyle's book that there was a talk about there is plenty for everyone. So, and that's living in abundance. Right. And it's living not in scarcity. When you live in scarcity, there isn't enough. When you live in abundance, there's always enough for everybody. Yes. So, but not to derail, (laughs) but we will do that on the podcast. We will derail. it, It all is connected. Yeah. Um, and so something else is by the time this episode launches, it'll be early November and we'll be gearing up towards the holidays. And I don't know about you guys, but sometimes it kind of drives me in a frenzy a little bit. I become mm-hmm. anxious about getting with people. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. I'm a little Family, bit. Family, <laughs> they're always the best. I right. mean, they're the best. And they can be, they can present challenges sometimes, and yes. that's okay. Um, so, you know, how to navigate this time of the year and be able to give to others. And, and giving could just be the gift of your presence. Like when you are there, you are sharing with people, right? And it doesn't have to be something material. So sometimes we associate the two together, but really, um, how to be present maybe is a better term for this. And how to also give to yourself in a time of the year that is a little bit less sunlight and a lot more interaction with people that maybe we don't typically interact with throughout the year is just a little bit more condensed. How would you, Emmanuel, balance giving to others and giving to yourself? Like, what do you think is important takeaway with that, especially especially during the holidays, but in general. Yeah, well, I think the first thing to do is really to check in with yourself because you'll hear that a lot is, well, you can't pour from an empty cup. And to be able to sit with yourself and look in and say, okay, what's my baseline? Like, where am I at today? How's Jared Emmanuel? How are we doing today? And to be present enough and honest enough really with yourself to say, This is what I have to offer. And there are seasons of our life where we have a lot to offer. We have a lot of energy. We feel in a state of flow and we can really be with someone fully, offer a lot to them and just do that over again with the next person or the next day. Whereas there are other seasons of our life where really we need to give to ourselves mostly so that we can fill up our cup and practice smaller acts of giving to others and balancing that out. If we come from a place of authenticity and and truth, really, what is your truth? Because you want to welcome people 
in a true but kind way, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the that's the how it balances out is like right. you can only give what you have. So first, what do you have to give? To give. And how do you learn what you have to give, I guess? Or right. can it look lots of di- – I think it can look lots of different ways, right? Like it can be a larger, you know, dharmic thing. Like what do I have to give the world, which is totally overwhelming to try to oh my think. God. <laughs> you know, um, maybe we'll do a podcast on that at some point topic. But yeah. I think it's simple acts of giving, um, holding the door for someone, uh, saying thank you to someone, spending time with someone, shooting someone a text. It doesn't have to be grand and – you know, fabulous. It can be right. small. I think random acts of kindness is what people often say. Um, but that's where you can start. If you want to go a bit deeper, what would you recommend for people that are like, how do I figure out what I have to give though? How, where do I start with like what I have to give? Well, I think that's a nice kind of loop back mm-hmm. to the beginning of this podcast is what you have to to give is what you have to offer what you have to share right giving sharing we said they're both kind of interchangeable in this context what is your passion mm-hmm. what drives you forward this is the easiest most meaningful thing to share and that's going to have the biggest impact on other people right. so you and I both love to help people. Mm-hmm. My tool for giving is through the practice of yoga asana mm-hmm. and energy healing and different mediums. I teach teacher training. This is my way of giving. You have a little bit of a different way through your work. Right. Therapy, psychotherapy, and yoga. Yeah, both. But I give through the therapy. It's a different way, right? Creating space, holding space for people. Is, and that's a thing that I'm passionate about. And that's a very obvious, not obvious, but the career, right? Like, right. what is your career passion and what really is it? Like, you know, and figuring that out and knowing that, that it may not be what it was at 18 years old, but taking the time to, I think you mentioned earlier before we were recording, like introspection. Yes. Like, sit with yourself. See what comes up. You know, what do you love? What lights your soul on that cliche, you know, soul on fire (laughs) thing? It's like, but it's so true, isn't it? Like, and bring joy with that. If you're a creator, be a creator. If you're a listener, be a really good listener. And I think, too, if you're listening to this and you're like, wait, like, my job is not my passion. So am I not giving? No, that's really okay. Mm -hmm. But like Jared said, we... I considered myself blessed every day to be able to do something that I'm passionate about. And I think you feel the same yes. way. So, and, But we fully understand that that's a privilege and that not everyone is able to work and like that's their passion. But that doesn't mean that you can't give. And that right. doesn't mean that you cannot find your purpose. It may lay outside of your work. And that's a totally beautiful thing as well. I don't know. Maybe you're an accountant and that's not your passion, but you give through mm, babysitting your friend's kids on the weekend because you really enjoy connection or like being with kids. Right. It, it could look like many different things. Cooking dinner for a friend or, or your mom. Going to coffee with someone. Right. It can look lots of different ways. And start small, I would say. Yeah. 
you know? And be mindful. The other thing from like a therapy aspect to be careful of is to not give too much. And we'll talk about that in another podcast. But, you know, just, you know, we don't want people to go into like codependency, right? Where they're only <laughs> validated through what they give. And I have a lot of those patients or clients that are like, oh my God, I do all this for my boyfriend or girlfriend. And, da, 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 da. and that's where we swing it back around, which you said earlier is like, what are you giving to yourself? Right. So you're giving a lot to these other people. And yes, it makes you feel good, which is totally to a degree healthy. But then like, are you getting a massage maybe for yourself? Are you hitting a yoga class? Are you saying no to somebody without a reason why? Just because you need that. Like, I think there's got to be, that's that balance. That's that balance. And it's like not always 50-50. It's not going to always be 50%. I take care of myself 50%. I give to others. Sometimes we need a lot more, you know, glasses of water instead of oatmeal cookies, (laughs) different things like that. And other times we are totally cool being social. And so I think it all comes back to checking in with yourself. And maybe at this point, you know, we've been talking for a couple minutes. Maybe you ask yourself, okay, like, what does that mean for you? Like, if you're listening to this, do you check in with yourself? And what would checking in with yourself mean for, for listeners that are like, what do you mean? So, well, I can share what I do mm-hmm. personally and hopefully through that maybe that gives you an idea. Um, but I, in the morning, I'll sit and meditate. And that was a really hard thing for me to do. I'm not going to lie for a really long time. I have been teaching yoga, and so I just thought that by default, I'm a yoga (laughs) teacher, so I need to meditate. And I would just have a terrible time, not want to wake up and do it, sit on the cushion and be like, why am I doing this? Have no purpose behind it and be fidgety. And I couldn't Mm -hmm. wait for – I started small. I started with five minutes, and I was like, I cannot wait with five minutes to be over. I want this to be gone. I think it's important to have an intention behind why you're meditating. And maybe your intention is simply to check in. To check in. See what what comes up. What thoughts are are coming up. And And that is the intention that I chose for myself when I started to doing more regularly. And now I get up in the morning and I get out of bed. I sit on the floor and I go, okay, let me check in. Because that helps me establish my baseline. Instead of you mean like what you have to give or what you want to give or both? Well, both. Both. How am I actually doing today? Before I look at my phone, before I look at my mm-hmm. email, before I talk to anyone, as I get out of bed and sit, what is coming up for me? What mm-hmm. and not knowing too that for me in this particular type of you can call it meditation yeah. or you can call it stillness, um, mm-hmm. it's okay that thoughts are coming up because I'm. I'm interested in what is coming up because that's informs me mm-hmm. of where, where I'm at. What am I, what's repetitive right. for me? Am I really busy in between my ears? Is it crazy bouncing around mm-hmm. or I, can I wake up and, oh, today I'm pretty calm actually. And I think that is a good baseline of like today maybe is a really good day to give, give, you know, 80%. I feel really, f- I feel filled, right? Yeah. I, I can, f- I, I got this. Or you know what? I'm not good today and it's okay for me to go, you know what? I need to give to myself today. Yes. And right. Like that's kind of that checking in. And another technique is like journaling. Meditation and journaling are both 
methods of tapping into the, the, the subconscious mind. Uh, and the subconscious mind holds many of the answers. And what we mean by that is like the places we don't actively always think about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, as you just said that before we started recording, I, I started meditation practice again. And Emmanuel had said kind of that we run throughout our days so much with these rapid thoughts that we don't even realize we have until we sit down to meditate. And I told her, oh my God, I'm meditating like five to 10 minutes a day. And it's thought after thought, after thought, after thought, after thought. (laughs) And it's a little overwhelming, but she was kind of like, well, yeah, that's part of the process. So you're not even aware that you're doing that um, throughout your day, right? Like you're... Yeah. So it's like, I think that is so important to integrate stillness into your life in some way, journaling, meditation, to see where you're at with your capacity to give. And with that, I think it's really important. And I love that you just shared like that your mind is bouncing around Mm -hmm. because people tend to think, oh, well, my mind should be clear. I think there's a myth around the idea that you're going to sit and it's going to be, I don't know. That's not meditation, I don't think, right? Well, like, that's the goal, clearly, right? <laughs> Space, right. peace, nirvana, whatever you want to call it. But I've seen a lot of people get on the cushion and then get discouraged because thoughts keep arising and there's not a lot of pause between them. But when it comes to sitting in stillness as a, as a tool for checking in, right? Because right. know that it is normal, mm-hmm to have thoughts and not to get aggravated by them or not be reactive towards them. Right. They're informative, I think, is what you you said. Use them as information rather than giving judgment to them. Um, But I think that is a a neat way of, of, like you said, checking into what do I have to give? What is my capacity to give and know that it will vary from day to day? Um, And also knowing that Giving on a very basic level makes you feel good and makes someone else feel good. So, like, during the holiday, I think that's even, that's more important. Like, we're all so busy. Like, are we actively in acts of service? Are we practicing giving? Not as much. I mean, yeah, Christmas is coming and if you <laughs> celebrate Christmas. And that's a big act of giving, um, a little commercialized. But what are you really doing? Like, yes, it, it, it goes beyond a gift. Absolutely. You know? And that's something we'll touch on later, too, mm-hmm. in the show. But it is that idea of being of service, which I love, and it kind of goes hand in hand with giving. Mm-hmm. I think, to me, it's a need. It's like one of the basic needs is to be of service, to feel a sense of purpose, that you are participating in society, that you can start that again on a small scale and it will bring a sense of contentment to your life that maybe you didn't find beforehand. So maybe you're that accountant that I was talking about before, that metaphorical accountant that probably, um, or just in this case, doesn't like or love their job, but wants to feel a sense of purpose Mm -hmm. that can be accomplished through service. Right, like you might really love animals. And you go and volunteer at an animal shelter. Yeah. Like, you know, or I had periods of time where I didn't like my job, um, but I did acts of service other ways through yoga, through, the, you know, different volunteer organizations or time with friends, cooking dinner, just spending time together. 
You can get those needs met in other ways. I love that you said need. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And when you do find that for yourself, it it will bring you a sense of accomplishment, which um, I have mixed feelings about the world. Accomplishment? Yeah, I do. Why? What's that? Well, because sometimes it's just like a a thing to check off your list. You know what I mean? Which is not really what I wanted to relate it. I think it's more contentment. Like a fulfillment would be better than accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. Because contentment can even be had in not the best circumstances. Correct. So achievement or accomplishment isn't really associated with that. Right. right? This is the wrong word. It has to be positive. Exactly. or Or punitive. If you don't accomplish it, therefore you fail. You know, this is a side note, but like perceived failure. There is no failure. Oh, no. There is only perceived failure. And every every failure is an opportunity, a reference point. Yes. But, you know, that's a whole, you know, that's whole a whole other other episode. Stay, <laughs> stay, stay tuned. tuned for failures <laughs> and more stories. One more thing that I want to touch up on mm-hmm. is you'll also know when you're really giving from a place of truth or from the heart when you do not have any expectations of what's going to come in return. Oh, I love that. Think about that when you give somebody a gift and you're just waiting for them to say thank you. <gasps> isn't that, that's horrible, isn't it? Or it's they human, like have but... to love it. <laughs> I'm someone, I'm a little OCD. Okay. I have like little. <laughs> I raise my eye. Insert eye roll. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I have a thing for gifts. It's very important for me to kind of curate. Yeah. I take my time. I love cards, like handwritten cards. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a thing, okay? Well, I do that because I care, and that to me means giving. But if I give something to Jared, for mm-hmm. example, and he doesn't like it, that can't That's affect me. That's not why me. you did it, That's right? not you why did I it, right? did it. It's a lot of pressure on someone to be like, right. do you like this? I spent the last two weeks thinking about what I was going to give you, and then I wrote this card for you. <laughs> so right, that is a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. Right? Uh, so that's important to recognize, to not be attached to the outcome of the giving. Right? right. Like you're doing it for a greater good and for yourself. So if, the, if you give and it's not, oh, my gosh, like, some magnificent thank you or, like, clapping. or like Well, think okay. about that, Jared, because... When we sequence a yoga class and then we deliver that. So for all the teachers out there Mm. that are putting together playlists and sequencing on their mat and putting time behind, you know, making an intelligent asana practice for their students, which can take a lot of time, as we both know. And then they deliver this content to uh, 30 people. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, okay, bye. See you next week. Which... Happens a lot. All the time. So you put in hours of work and it, it almost becomes an ex- expectation that you will deliver something good. So then, but but if we take a yoga class and I'm not saying I'm good, I'm bad, I'm whatever as a teacher, but I'm confident and I, I put my hard work in that because I like doing it. I don't expect someone to say thank you. Anymore, I think. I'm confident in myself that I do it because I love it. And if somebody says it resonated with them, wonderful. But earlier on, I kind of wanted that acknowledgement. Oh, my gosh. Remember when I started? I was like, did you like it? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. 
Right. That's the truth. But some people will say something. Some people won't. But that's not why we do it. It's to do it as an offering, mm-hmm. as an act of sharing and saying, you know, you're allowed to walk out and not like it. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. Right. And I'll remember Christine. Hopefully Christine will listen to this. But it, she just took training with us uh it, near Annapolis, and she would get very empowered by the fact that she could walk into training and say, I don't like this today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christine. Right? Yeah. So, it's, and it was okay. Yeah. And she still came and had a wonderful time, and she's right. an amazing yoga teacher, so right. if you're in, around Edgewater, you should look for her. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think... If if I would have not been confident in my materials and knowing that I come from a place that is true to me and I do it with love, I really just want to share with them what I know and I'm passionate about, this could have torn me apart. Right, right. Someone walking into a teacher training and going, mm. and also with that, know that you are only responsible for yourself. And that most of the time you do not know what people are going through. Oh my gosh, so true. And that is like holidays, gatherings can be triggering for Mm. some people. So you may come at a situation with a really good intention of giving from a truthful, honest, and loving place, and it can be received in a way that you didn't anticipate. Or rejected. Or rejected. Right. And that's, oh... Okay. That's not why you did it. You And that's hurtful, right? Because we're human. So we feel it, but then we don't suffer from it. And I think if we wanted to take it on a little bit bigger of a scale, you mentioned to me, we were going over a couple things before we, we press record, you know, just trying <laughs> to have our things in order <laughs> for everyone. But you were mentioning to me, Asteya before we started. So I don't know if you want to touch up on that a bit. Yeah. So Asteya is one of, um, when we give the teacher training, we do the yamas and yamas, which are just basically the principles of living yoga socially and then with yourself. They're the two principles. And one of them is Asteya. And that is non-stealing. And we are in a world where we take a lot. We are consumers um, whether it be clothes, food, resources. So it's really important that as we're taking so much and, and we're talking about from the earth kind of, yeah. you know, that we also give back. So these are simple things, you know, it could be recycling. Um, if you, if you're against recycling, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you would be. We but... live in a town that yeah. doesn't recycle. Like, okay. We live in a town that doesn't have, like... Ocean City. I think you have it in Berlin. Okay. But Ocean City, there is no such thing as recycling, which is... Crazy. 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 It's crazy. So, yeah, those are a little... Like, like Estee is telling you, don't just steal from the earth. Like, put stuff back after you use it. I think that's kind of, like, the norm, right? Yeah. Like, if you take... Put stuff back. Um, So, I thought that was kind of a neat tie around to, like, a good reminder. Like, even just... Those acts of giving, like reducing your carbon footprint, even. Yes. Like little things. Um, using a water bottle instead of purchasing your water all the time from the gas station or wherever you're at. 
uh, or you right. And what we're trying to do here, as I think, is think as many different ways that this can make sense, sense to you、right. in the context of your life. So you have a really broad spectrum of ideas that you can pull from, instead of feeling limited or like, oh, I didn't really ever think that using a reusable water bottle was an act、It's、of giving. giving. And know that that yeah, and know that that concept this brings it all back like the giving, and this comes back to why we did Beyond the Mat the podcast. This act of giving is going to allow you to create maybe a more fulfilling life. Yes, this is one of the tools in a very large toolbox. Giving is one of them, right? Like right. Th- we're saying doing these little things or these big things. Guess what? That's going to help you. Integrate joy more, navigate life, to be more present. It is one tool, and there are many tools. Again, maybe you're in a season where giving is not the tool that you're using the most to reach that sense of fulfillment or、mm. bring that sense of joy about. Maybe it's something different, and hopefully, you know, we kind of touch on that and cover that in other episodes. But we're not trying to say this is the way, and you should do this. We're simply. Literally sitting on my bedroom floor, <laughs> sharing some ideas、mm-hmm. about、um, things that have helped us because I know it has helped me. Oh yeah, like, finding the difference for me it, in the context of of giving and sharing, finding the difference between sharing for validation、right. and sharing from a place of truthfulness and love, because、mm-hmm. that's what I that was my purpose, has completely changed my work. Mm-hmm. Completely, right? It has made a huge impact on my life, and、mm-hmm. through stories that other people tell us,、right. sometimes we can apply those to parts of our life. Totally. What has? Do you have kind of an incidence where, like, giving has made a huge impact on you or sharing? Oh my! I mean, so many. Probably from my life, or from my life, geez. From、uh, my life. <laughs> from my career. I mean, that act of giving. I、um, and we'll talk about this in a future podcast. But I'm a pretty transparent person and vulnerable, so I give in the sense of the therapeutic relationship,、um, purposeful disclose, self disclosure. So giving my vulnerability in exchange for your vulnerability sometimes, or Giving maybe a toll that can reduce. I mean, this is just a funny side note, but I gave one of my clients,、um, and this never happens, but he had an, a problem with with dealing with anxiety. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to send you this TED talk on emotions and how you have the choice that if you go to one planet and that's the planet of anxiety, you can go to the next <laughs> planet. <laughs> But listen. So the guy ends up. I meet him the next week, and I'm like, "Well, how are your panic attacks? How are your?" So I gave him this tool, right? Of、uh-huh. like, this is this is a good one、um, of the planets and blah blah blah. And he goes, "You know what? I'm fine." <laughs> he said, "This has only happened once in like 13 years of doing therapy." You know what? That TED talk. I watched it. I just go to a different planet. He used that tool. And he's like, didn't need to check in with me. That's fantastic. So isn't that funny? Like so many people are like, yeah, that was a great TED talk, but I'm still feeling anxiety. Yeah. But I mean, just sharing that, it was, it was. Well, it worked for him,、yeah. and it only took 13 years for someone <laughs> to like your TED talk. Right.、So. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So that would be my my example. 
that is funny. Yeah, I think now is a pretty good time for us to, yeah. to wrap it up. So, yeah, first thing is check with yourself, right? Where check you in. At? Where are you at? What's going on? If you're in a position of sharing, giving, then mm-hmm. what does it look like? Small scale, bigger Big scale, scale, right? That will be up to you. When you give, are you giving from a place of needing validation? Or are you doing it? Because you truly feel a sense of purpose and you're doing it with love, with no desire to get anything in return. So just little things to ask yourselves and things to maybe reflect upon. Reach out to us via the podcast Instagram. So it's Beyond the Mat Pod. You can find us there. You can leave us comments or DM us if you have any questions. And we would love to hear from you. And... We'll be back next Thursday. Next Thursday. And thank you for letting us break the ice with our first podcast. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) See you guys. Bye.